0: and cons list with being a artist in whatever way and feeling like do the pros ever outweigh the cons and, like, when do you feel like what you're doing is actually worth something? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, I guess that's the, I mean, it's like I'm I'm tired of doing things and having the justification of those things being... Well, I get a personal satisfaction out of it because it's like everything Mm. like there's nothing that I do in my life that is for any other reason. And it would be nice eventually for like one thing that I do in my life to have a bigger reason than that.
0: Then just personal satisfaction. Yeah.
1: Well, because it gets to the point where it's just like I don't like like that's not I just don't understand how people can like live their whole life like that. Like it doesn't like everything that you do is just for a personal sense of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how do you pay your bills? How do you fucking Yeah. whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know like if anyone anyone solely does unless you're like the unless you're like the musician that made it or the podcaster that made it, like those people, it's like everything they're doing is for a sense of satisfaction because right. they were able to make that work for them. But that's what I'm saying.
1: Like, like making it even is like not what I'm talking about. Like making a living (laughs) is all that I'm like talking. It's like, it's like, I have to spend so much time and mental energy trying to maintain what I have. And the only way that I can maintain what I have is I have to devote so much of my outside life Mm -hmm. to doing something that I don't want to do so that I can support this you know the ethereal fucking this bubble house yeah life relationships whatever hobbies mm-hmm. that it's like you like and i've been doing it for so long at a certain level that it's just kind of like i'm not even i don't even care about like being you know famous or whatever or like making like some kind of like you know contribution it's just like if i could if i could make thirty thousand dollars a year (laughs) like doing music or or whatever or something that I actually like to do you know maybe there would be a little bit more joy in it again but it's just like it's you know I just it, it doesn't seem correct to me that the point of like living is being shoehorned into like an occupation that you force yourself to to like have you you force yourself to be passionate about and you make yourself take ownership over it so that yeah. way you can fucking care to keep doing it.
0: Yeah, so that you don't die. And then you go home from your 9 to 5 or whatever and you're exhausted and you're like, well, I guess I'm going to write a song or something so that I feel not depressed. So Wait, that I feel like, like I gave myself some sort of anything. Well, like
1: even like this conversation, literally, that we're having right now, it was like, we both worked all week. Like... You know, I know I worked I worked five days a week. You worked four days a week. We worked, like, the same amount of hours. Like, we, you know, and it was like we had a weekend. And so we went out and, like, buy an Xbox. And we, like, spend a day. And we, it's like play video games together and, like, just spend the day together. And the whole time, both of us are just feeling ashamed and guilty and anxious and frustrated. And we can't actually literally just fucking relax and enjoy anything because all we're thinking about is all the stuff that we're not getting done. Yeah. But it's yeah. like... And so the only reason we're even sitting in here right now is literally motivated around that. Around, like, well, we need to do things that we care about so that we can feel better about not doing anything. Or about, like, so that that we can feel like we deserve to have downtime. Yeah. And then it's like, but, like, you know, where is this going to go? Like, you know, this is going to get tracked. It's going to get put out or whatever. And then... I'm going to wake up and I'm going to fucking go to work tomorrow and then I'm going to have to try to maintain mental energy from working mm-hmm. all day, doing something that's like not what I want to do with my life and try to try to take the four hours of time that I have in between eating and sleeping and shitting and working yeah. to try to make something happen with my last little bit of mental energy. And then people always feed you that that like fucking line, which uh, it is real and it's a real thing of just like, well, it just you got to work really hard and you got to like sometimes you got to take the risk or you got to just like grind and if it's something that you really care about, you got to work hard and you got to like, you know, stay up late and you got to blah blah blah. But it's it's just like like when when does that ever stop? Like when does it ever like okay to like enjoy you know? When does life ever get fucking simple?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and it's like and i feel like like the whole previous generation before us it's just like well you just kind of learn to be content yeah. it's like fucking put a gun in my mouth <laughs> put a fucking gun in my mouth
0: right because you say like when does it get simple when does what when when can i just be okay but at the same time like you you don't feel the content you you mm. don't want to settle in contentment and you never want, you don't want to like come home from your week over and feel like there was nothing else but work so it's like battling with that feeling of like okay well do I just make music as like this hobby is that what hobbies are like is music just my hobby at this point because hobbies keep you like feeling like you have some sort of identity outside of the corporate job that you work where you have nothing to give
1: yeah I just and and if it's a hobby then I don't want to do it anymore. Like honestly. Yeah. I but to me it's it isn't a hobby. Like yeah. well, I don't I don't fucking know. Like I don't think it's a hobby because it's my preference. Yeah. Like a hobby is that I play video games. Yeah. Like but I don't want to spend every day doing that. Right. You know what I mean? Like I don't right. wanna like wake up and play video games all day. I could, but it would be the same thing as like doing heroin every day like you know like there comes a point where it's just like oh i want to stop and i can't like just the personality but like music is like you know i would or even like podcasting or or just like i don't know like those are things that like i would choose to do but there it, it just feels like i mean like okay so uh last two nights ago like i played a gig And we were the closing act, which is for those for people that are musicians like that's not really that big of a. It's actually kind of a death sentence in a lot of. For
0: a local, so like for a local smaller artist, obviously like you're like if you're headlining the Sprint Center, it's because you're a big fucking deal. But if you're a local artist, headlining means like that you're playing to three people.
1: Right, and and I don't, and I'm obviously not gonna like out anybody or name anything because like, I mean. Everybody there were, was all local musicians. Everybody knows how it is. Everybody was cool with each other, and everybody knows how the game is played. But it was like there was a touring act that was on tour, and I know he was on tour because he, he made sure to mention it five or six or seven times on stage. On tour, please buy my shit. I got to pay for gas. Hey, someone buy my stuff. And at this point in the night, there's like six people in the room. Now, mind you, this was at a festival, a quote-unquote festival that's being put on. And, you know, we get offered, we get sold this bill of goods like, hey, we're, you know, this could be a fun opportunity for us and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to play this show. And, you know, we have the guy who's the, the third act because it's kind of a local understanding at a show for the most part that the touring act gets better billing than the local acts because... The touring act is gar- trying to garner a following, and you're trying to help them out. And there's a there's a potential like on a four act billing, it makes sense for the touring act to be like the third or the second act because he's gonna he's gonna get a bigger audience supposedly because he'll have the fans of the other acts at the show. Yeah. The fans that are like staying to like saw their bands act one or two or whatever might stick around and hear him, and then the other people that are showing up late to see the band that's like closing might show up and see his act and then he might get a couple fans or whatever like it it's practical and it makes sense but it's, it's one fucking guy with a guitar and with a with his guitar case open on stage and his like name electrical taped or spray painted or some shit Beautiful. on the on the top of his case As- Better. And like that's his backdrop or whatever, and his whole act is his whole act is, I'm gonna play a guitar, and I'm gonna like sort of sing halfway cultural or <laughs> political songs about how we as a society could be better people, and every mm-hmm. and like everyone needs to care, and it's weird fucking like Bob Dylan stuff, and like uh, I gotta be careful because like I don't want my bitterness to like I don't want my frustration of it to like reflect on like he's you know, he's touring, he's trying to make it, he's trying to do the same thing everybody else is doing. I totally get it. And it's like in the right setting and, and honestly from an entertainment standpoint with what he had to work with, he he really wasn't that bad at all. He, honestly, he he retained the six people in the room.
0: Yes. But sometimes it, keeping six people can be Right, right. Especially more especially when there were 20. ten
1: 10 or 11 and by the halfway through his show there were 6 and he yeah. went out of his way to retain those 6 so like good on him and and it's just it's just not my cup of tea so i want to be careful it's like musically he wasn't bad none of that stuff it was just not my thing and it was a four act bill and the other three bands on the bill were bands so yeah. like the first two bands were like punk rock like fucking you know, well, the second band was actually kind of more like a like a Weezer kind of thing, but mm-hmm. like the first band was like punk rock. And then was
2: that Deco Auto? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, and they were actually great. They're really They're, good. yeah, they were they were awesome. Um, and uh, but yeah, so it's like you had those two bands, and then you had this one guy on an empty stage with a guitar case, singing about how Mister Rogersy Society. Needs to be better and politics and. Everybody,
0: let's just be better.
1: Yeah, right, right. And then, and then closing it out is like a piano, rock, jazz, pop trio. Yeah. To three people. It's like the entire audience was lost at that point. And, you know, our job is to now go up there and like be professionals and like do our thing and whatever. And I. I was Venmoed four dollars the next morning, and it's like, like Ooh. I get it. It just you know the whole you got to grind, you got to put in the work, you got to do this, you got to do that. You know it's gonna be part of the story or whatever. But it's like, what kind of a fucking idiot? No offense to whoever this was, books a lineup for a festival where you have a touring act that is one guy in the sandwiching in between like three other acts that are like punk rock, rock and roll, and then like a piano rock like trio. Yeah. And like like d- no research or homework on what bands are going to be a pool, like wh- who's going to draw, who's going to whatever. And I understand that like part of that is on us, but it's also like we're playing at a festival. So well, like that's the thing. You're is y- you're a promoter. Right. Your job needs to be to promote. The your weird shows. thing
0: is, is like with with um different genreed bands on a lineup usually one of the settings that works for that is a festival type setting where it's like people are buying tickets to this whole thing and they come to see like a bunch of different shit and usually that is the context that it should work in but at the same time it's like everybody has to be like on board promoting that and like fucking having a tour having one of those people being a touring act who doesn't have any draw in Kansas City is like just a knife in well, I don't, well I
1: don't even I don't want to say that like like because I don't know the guy and he was he honestly was a nice guy and like I said like musically it was great I mean it it's hard because like I don't think I'm coming across like I'm trashing the guy but I've, I've also been told that I just come across as an asshole in general so mm. like I need to just really like watch what I'm saying like it just wasn't in the context of the kind of show that everybody thought that this, you know, like the rest of the lineup dictated that it should be.
2: Right, right.
1: He didn't fit there. Yeah,
2: yeah. And
1: him showing up, I mean, Bell, there were a couple times in this show where, like, he just wasn't doing anything. Like, he would stop and walk over to his guitar case and pull his drink out. And take a sip and then like come back and then talk about how, oh yeah, so a funny story, like um, this song I wrote with the capo and uh, the past couple of shows I had to relearn how to play the song because I uh, forgot that I used a capo on it. Isn't that hilarious? And then like play a song and then he goes, hey, here's like a box that somebody sent me, you know, because I'm on tour when I was in this <laughs> other town because I, like, lost my wallet and somebody sent it to me. Isn't that a great story? And it's just, like, wh- like, what do you do? Like, th- And then people are leaving. People are leaving the building.
2: Because he's just talking. Yeah, because you go from, like, thing. two
1: punk rock bands where you have a smattering of applause yeah. for the people that decided to show up. And then you have... and then, And then this guy... I mean, it got to the point where, like, at the end of his songs, like, people weren't even clapping anymore. It was just, like... People standing there in like a b- almost completely empty room. Oh God! And and it was just like again like in the right setting. He probably he's he probably has killed it. And in and he's probably on his tour that he's done, which more power to him. Touring by yourself, like talk talk about a hell of a lot less of expenses you have to make for shit. Seriously. Like he probably played to some pretty good rooms, you know. Yeah. But it's like, but it's like, you know, and it's not even his fault because he's just he's just was booking he was right. he was playing the show that was was offered to him, and so that's you he doesn't know,
0: know what he's getting into right. Well, and, and that's
1: a common and it's even just a, that's a common thing with any sort of like performance art. Like you are who you are, you right. do you do what you are, but like, I mean, it was so obvious that like nothing about this was was organized in in the correct way whatsoever and it was just like slapped together you know to just fill a fill a a thing yeah and i mean so anyways like we go on stage and i look over at the guys and i'm like i was you know in my head i'm thinking like you know we have a piano player a drummer and a bass player they're both sitting down there's no one here If I want to care, I have to treat this show like it's like an intimate show. Right. I'm sitting down. So I got a stool and set it up on stage. And then we just had formed like a semicircle and like played our, you know, piano, jazz, pop shit.
0: Yeah. And at that point, you almost have to just be like, I have to completely change my perspective on this because there's no way that you are going to be able to like stand and play and perform the way that you usually do for an empty room and not feel like you're walking through mud the whole time it's like at that point you will probably were right and just like i have to pretend well i have to change my perspective on this being like an intimate setting we're all gonna mtv unplugged style this and pretend that like this is a thing well
1: and then it got to the point where it was like nothing was nothing was like the way that i wanted it like it was a different sound guy because it was a festival quote unquote so they hired out like you know whatever and it was like the first song which is like in in our set list is like a song that's very bass driven like there is very specific melody lines that i play that complement the vocals and everything else and like I'm just not on, like, and I'm, and I mean, like, I'm, like, I'm on, and there's sound, but it's, like, I'm just not mixed well at all, Yeah. and it, like, you know, uh, I'm basically playing this melody just off of muscle memory and not being able to hear anything, and then the song being over and me just literally just in the middle of the set being, like, hey, I need, like, a lot more bass up here, and then, like, later finding out from the crowd that it was, like yeah like your' f- the first song like no like no one My could God. hear you playing at all. It was like, you weren't you playing and <sighs> which and so and and it's you know, and then that like gets in your head where it's just like, what's the point? like blah, blah blah and then like the w- then when he turned up the volume, like the way it was mixed wasn't the way that I wanted, but then I didn't want to come across that I was like being a prima donna because it's 10 30 and no one's there. 10 30 and no one's there. Yeah. And, 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 but it's just like, like I had no low end and it was like basically all, all like fret noise and high. Like I, I bypassed all of my effects that I used just to try to get the most clean bass tone that I could get. And it like wasn't working because I would tell him to turn me up and he would just turn up the highs instead of turn up the volume to like, so to help me cut through whatever, I don't know what his logic was. And so, Then all of that stuff was just like, well, yeah. Then all that stuff was just getting in my head, where it was just like, now I'm hyper focused on like my bass tone, which like I hardly ever care about. But it was like another thing that was just adding to the the frustration of this like whole whole like experience. And and you know, and I and I'm trying to not like bitch, but because like people are just like, yeah, man, it sucks. You know, I've been there. You gotta you just put in the work and you do this that and whatever it's like i've been doing this for fucking over a decade
0: yeah when is it going to work
1: like when is it not you know and then and then people go like you know cuz there's that other thing of like well you got to like maybe if it doesn't work you got to try something else but it's like how many th- something else is like you know and what else and what else and what else you know and yeah. and and it even goes the same thing with this fucking podcast like i don't even want to be here doing this right now because yeah. like it's just like you know, and because it's just like another thing, like an, another thing. and it and like this used to be fun for me, but now it isn't fun anymore. and I don't well, I, I guess no, that's not true. like it's still fun, but it's just like I'm so in my head and I'm so in my emotions and I'm so in like my yeah. defeatist fucking attitude right now, just yeah. because of like a string of things not working out. That it's, that it's like, where is the line between, oh, you just have to keep grinding and you just have to keep making it work and it's going to be hard, but eventually blah, blah, blah. Where is the line between that and then, hey, this isn't going to work and you're just like smashing your head into a wall and it's yeah. never going to work. Like, you know, I mean, how many times do we hear that with like relationships or with like jobs right. where it's just like nothing's going to ever improve at your job. Nothing's going to ever get better. Like, they don't care. They're not going to recognize what you're doing. You need to fucking leave. Well, if I stick around and maybe things will improve and maybe they'll blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, maybe. But, like, when do you know when that is the case and when isn't? Or in a relationship where it's like, you know, I just got to unconditionally love and tolerate and put up with this stuff. And then, like, they'll, you know, things will change and things will improve and whatever. And it's like, or they won't or they fucking won't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or you'll just be beating the same dead
1: horse. Yeah, and so like, when 15. do when do you when do you know when when do you when do you you know, and and then it's like, well, you don't want to ever live your life with regrets, and so like, I don't want to like look back ten years from now and be like, oh man, if I would have just kept doing the fucking podcast or if I would have just kept playing the music, then things would have been a lot different in my life. Yeah. It's like or ten years from now I could be like, fucking exactly where I still am and wasted ten years. Like, how do you know? How do you know what is the, what is the? Yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, Well, I've been feeling that way a lot lately because I'm, like, young, and it's, for me, it's, it's for you, you're like, I've been doing this for 10 years. Why isn't this working? And for me, I'm like, I've been doing this for, like, two or three years. I mean, publicly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. For, so, for you, it's like, I've been doing this for 10 years. What's the point? Yada, yada, yada. Like, what? Wh- is it ever going to get any better? And for me, I'm like, am I wasting these, like, prime beginning years of something where it's, like, I could be in college getting, like, whatever fucking degree on whatever fucking thing and get, like, a real job and, like, really have a foundation of a life for myself? And am I just wasting my time, you know, and all of that stuff? Um, so for I think for me it's, like, a completely different side where I feel like I'm just uh, lying to myself and I have just false hope, you know?
1: What, that it's going to work?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and when, and see, this is the thing, like, I think, not to totally flip the script, but, like, to your advantage, in my perspective, like, the people that are musically involved with you, myself included, we're all kind of jaded.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But we're all jaded... Also, in a way that, like, we all kind of, like, know, like, we're all prepared for what's coming Mm -hmm. in the sense, like, it's like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, an analogy that makes, it's kind of like when when you have a new employee at work, and they're all real super excited about their job, and then you have all the other people that are like, well, whatever, they'll see how it is, and, like, but it's also, like, when shit hits the fan at work, and the new employee or whatever doesn't really know how to handle the situation. They have other people that have been there when shit has hit the fan mm-hmm. that know how to handle things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like the, the positive is like, you know, we've all been fucked over before, so we kind of know what that looks like, and also like we kind of are a little bit more wary and uh, and aware mm-hmm. of fuck upable situations, which I think is to your benefit. Um, but I think the detriment is since we're all jaded, there's kind of like this thought in the back of our minds a little bit. That's all that, that, at least for, I'll only speak for myself. I don't think the other guys would completely disagree, but I, but I'll just only speak for myself. Like I'm like, I'm all in with you in anything. So it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. like the band of course, but also just like, you know, fucking anything. But there is still like that lingering thought that's just like, I mean, it's like why why the fuck would anything good ever happen? Like, you know what yeah. I like like yeah. um and it not being like a oh it's it's because bellsn't good enough, or it's because X, Y, and Z. It's just like, well, cause fucking why the fuck would anything good ever happen? You know, it's yeah. like there are like, you know, to to be really real. You and I, the other day, yesterday, had a really long conversation about the new Taylor Swift album, and I can't believe that these words are coming out of my mouth right mm-hmm. now. We had a we had a long conversation about the Taylor Swift album, and and it pretty much was just like, you're a fucking better songwriter than Taylor Swift is.
0: But it's kind of irrelevant, though.
1: No, but but me, yeah, but this this is my point. This is what I'm getting at. Like, you're a better songwriter than Taylor Swift is, like bar none. Like, there's. There's meaning, there's nuance, there's in- intelligent, like, the way that you phrase your words is just better. Like, even, even, are you, where are you going? We're spiking of that. Oh, even, even the way that, like, you phrase your words is just, like, fucking better. And, and I'm not saying that she isn't talented and that she isn't marketable and that she isn't X, Y, and Z, because she is absolutely all those things. And I'm not saying that she's she isn't creative or whatever. But it's like... I can't listen to her because I know that you're better than her and it pisses me off to know that someone that has the substance that she has is hitting the mass marketing that she's hitting and someone like you who has years upon years of more depth in just your... with with way, you know, quite frankly, with way less of any sort of formal education at all, I mean, basically none, like, can have that much depth in understanding just about how to write, how to, like, produce, you know in your head, visually, what you want, and and your creative like, juice is just overflowing, and it's just a... And so, it's hard for me to to like it. It's hard for me to even, like, appreciate it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it because it's just like and this is and this is what I'm what I'm what even the fuck was my point I feel like I'm rambling now, but it's it's just like that's how can you say, oh it just is hard work it's all you just work hard enough, you be the best person in the room and you show up earlier than everyone else and you bust your ass and you blah 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 and you well, do I whatever it's like don't well also you could have like a wealthy uh father who self-funded all of your initial. Uh, pathway to success, mm-hmm. and you d- and you like really didn't have to work that hard, you know.
0: Well, that's the thing is, a I don't think I don't think that it's just hard work. I think it's luck. I I think it's a combination of talent, hard work, and fucking luck and circumstance. And we can fucking uh, be be. Bigger than circumstances, but not always. And I think certain people just have an easier path. However, you don't know the ins and outs of how she got where she is. I don't know the ins and outs. It's probably painted a very different picture than what it was. It could have been really easy. could have been really fucking hard. I don't fucking know. And it's hard for me to draw the comparison because I just see it as a total apples and oranges situation. Like There are so many musicians out there Who are better or worse than other musicians who haven't made it. And, like, if we're to sit and pick at the details of the situations, it's like, yeah, well, that person had, like, more money, or that person had more talent, or that person, you know, lived in a better city, or whatever it was, like, that got them where they were going. And for me, I know that if I really I hope
1: that uh, our above neighbors vacuum seriously. is just cutting through so it's loud,
0: ridiculous. <laughs> I know that for me, if I sit around and draw comparisons like that all the time, I will just give up, like because I, I think that because that's just that's I think the con of bitterness. I think that is like the one of the biggest cons of bitterness is like just making reasons for yourself why your situation isn't fair or isn't right and it's not that it's not yeah, I mean it's but very it's not, not, that it's not it's, v- it's a very not
1: humble thing it's like and I understand that where it's like you know I don't I don't want to have the attitude where it's like oh you know best case scenario one day something happens <laughs> something happens I don't want to go into that situation being like well this this could have fucking happened 3 years ago and or this you know right. I was way way ready for this and it should have happened before cuz yeah. it's like well it's happening now and it's happening now and be thankful that it's happening now and yeah. so I, and and also just like the lack of humility of like and there there is a real at least in my estimation like there is a a real truth to that like nobody fucking deserves it like nobody does
0: what does that even mean?
1: Well, right, that's what I mean like nobody like we're all scum. All everyone. Yeah. Nobody yeah. deserves it. So you can't be pissed off if you didn't get it and someone else did because they didn't deserve it either. Like nobody deserves it.
0: It's really just a fucking mixed bag. I mean, and the thing is like so like you were saying going back on what you were saying before about like I'm the newbie technically speaking in this band. And it's a band that I created but I brought in a bunch of people who have been in it for a long time you know but back on it being like a total mixed bag it's like yeah there's going to be a lot of things that you guys are going to be able to really help me out with because you've you know been doing it for a long time but then there have been countless situations where like we're all going in it for the first time right and like where i've had to teach you guys like hey like i remember being like hey guys just so you know headlining at a local show is not great because i remember like our first few shows we were like yeah we're headlining right this is our first show and we're headlining at knuckleheads that's so cool you know like just stuff where it's like you know there's there's going to be the things that like you guys have been able to like help me figure out and honestly a lot of it's musically like <laughs> speaking you know because you guys are just way better musicians than i am and then there's stuff where it's like yeah we're walking into all of this for the first time together because it's a goddamn mixed bag and you know i think i think for me being the quote unquote baby in the band it's hard for me to not like, I think that some level of false, uh, not false hope, but like just blind optimism is like really important when you're in this shit. And like to have the whole, to be connected to the feeling of like, I love doing this. I love making music. This makes me happy. You know, all of that shit. Like, I think that's, really essential and or in not giving up and so there are you know there's there's times where like I can feel your guys is like you know uh f- fear or bitterness towards things because I know that you guys have been like let down so many times in the past and I have to be like no this is great this is exciting we're all gonna be <laughs> you know and I and then there are definitely times where like we will be approaching a situation where I'm like, this is so cool. And then you're like, he's going to scroll you over. And I'm like, really? And then we meet with them. And then I was like, you were right.
1: (laughs) Well, but, and that's, I think it's, I feed off of whatever optimism that you have just because like, I, I actually miss the feeling of -hmm. having optimism. Mm -hmm. It's just hard to, uh, it's like, I'm trying to think of like another, comparison so like someone who someone who uh gets out of a relationship like gets dumped and then like two months later they're like back in love with someone else again
0: but like two weeks before they fell in love they were like i will never find right right but it's (laughs) that but it's it's
1: it's just that like you know finding whatever until until you fall out of love enough times and then you just like can't fall in you physically just can't do it anymore like it's yeah. like uh you know i don't i don't know if that's a good it's like people that are like older and single are burned out and grizzled and like just don't fucking care about relationships anymore Right. but it's but they but it doesn't mean that like when they were younger they didn't have like three or four i was in love like feelings yeah and so then you like you know the running joke like you like watch your friends like fall in love and you're like ah it's okay get, like get don't get yeah, used to it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, whatever. It's but not it what you think. And you so it but it's like the same thing, like with the music stuff. Where? I'm sorry, guys. What are you doing?
0: I'm deleting something on my computer because I got a warning about my startup disk being full, and I don't want to ruin this recording. So I'm sorry. I know I'm distracting you. I'm almost done. Yes, it's great. Love is a lie. Passion is dead. We're not. No, going I no, but I'm
1: saying like I'm saying like. So I miss I miss the feeling of being like, oh, man, we're going to play this festival and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. But it's hard to just totally have that feeling. Like, I remember when we played Boulevardia, like I was I I pulled you aside and was like, hey, you deserve this. Play this show like it's like a fucking arena. Like, this is where you're supposed to be. It's obvious because you got this opportunity like, whatever, but I'm saying all of that to deflect from the fact that in my head, I'm going, why the fuck is anything good ever happen? <laughs> even though yeah, we're yeah. on the main stage of Boulevardia on a Saturday at 3 o'clock, like, uh, in my head, I'm being like, well, this is it. Like, this is, you know, I don't want to get to it. I don't want to get my hopes up about this, even though this is like, you know, or, e- or the other side of it would be... um well, I need to really make sure that I bust my ass because at any moment this the rug could just get fucking pulled out right, from underneath me,
0: right, right,
1: and and never actually having the opportunity to just like enjoy the moment. Well, and
0: the thing like, is, because like my
1: life now is just a countdown till it's over.
0: Leading you know? up, leading up to Boulevardia, I, I think the reason I like freaked out so much the like two hours before we went on was because I actually really didn't process it beforehand at all. Like I kept being like, whatever, this isn't a big deal because I was partially there is this whole thing just like in this music scene where like you think something's a big deal and you freak out about it and then you see everybody around you being like, What are you talking about? It's like right. it's like how when we played our first show, we were headlining at Knuckleheads and we thought that was like really cool. And then you come to learn that like that's actually not, like, the best. Right, right. <laughs> like, headlining well, we, as a local. Because we weren't and selling
1: tickets, so people weren't coming there to see us. They right, were, they yeah. weren't coming
0: here to see us. So so I think, like, I'm constantly in that state of mind of, like, oh, I'm just, this is the first time I've experienced this thing, so I think it's a huge deal. And if I show people that they're going to, like, realize how, um, how unexperienced I am and how, like, whatever, this isn't actually as big of a deal as you thought it was and that was a weird thing is like people were congratulating us people were coming up to me and like congratulating me about it and I was like okay so I guess based on like people's reactions that this is a really big deal you know and then I was like talking to a friend um who is in a band that has played the same slot and he was like yeah we like we were like really not ready for it when they gave us that like slot last year or whatever. But like, you guys are so ready for it. It's going to be great. And I was like, I don't understand why this happened. And he was like, well, like the bookers, like they like to essentially throw a bone to a local band that they think like has a lot of potential. And, so in my head, I just hear, oh, someone's just throwing us a bone. Right, right. But at the same time, it's like, well, that means that that still means something because yeah, it yeah. still means that people who are like in this industry th- industry think that like we have something. But you know, people are coming up to me and congratulating me and all this stuff. But all I'm hearing in the back of my head is like, this is just a handout. And if I blow it, then I'm going to show them that they were wrong in believing in me. Yeah, he- you know,
1: here's here's one thing, and actually, you and I have never talked about this before. Um. I knew for me that emotionally something was was off um from a as a musician when I realized I wasn't nervous going to play that show like what do you mean? like I wasn't nervous at all about that show mm. but but the thing is is like I it, it wasn't like oh I have confidence I mean, I, like, I knew I wasn't going to fuck up and it was going to be whatever. Like, you know, I did, I guess, have some level of competence to yeah. know that it was going to be. Yeah. But it was like, I was just like, I wasn't, ner- I wasn't nervous. Like, Zach and I went to get a burger and walked around and talked to his dad and you this, dad. And whatever. You guys were just super chill and, and I, we I were was, like,
0: like, pacing alone. But
1: I think I part of comment. that, and, and he and I have never talked about this before. This would be an interesting conversation. Like, both of us were kind of just like, yeah, it's, this means nothing.
0: But yeah. it, and, and so,
1: but there really was, like, a, you know, and so that's why, like, when I pulled you aside, like, the whole thing uh, that I was doing was just, like, pouring whatever sort of, like, thing I could pour into you to not... You were
0: pouring into me everything. Well,
1: because I was, like, so jaded and, like, whatever, and I didn't want that to rub off on you. Because, like, I mean, we've had... Do you want to just, like,
0: stop for a minute? Yeah, let's take a break.
1: Okay. Thank so... You. You have to remind me what I was rambling about because yeah. I don't remember.
0: We were picking up from talking about Boulevardia and how when when we were, the day leading up to Boulevardia, I was super nervous, but you and Zach were just like, oh, let's get a burger. And then like, you were saying that when you pulled me aside to give me the whole, hey, you deserve this speech, you were kind of trying to like, pour all of your optimism or whatever into me because you've reached a point of just like kind of just mehness right well
1: and that's like like i don't i don't like that i don't like that i think that like don't get me wrong like it's not some kind of like i don't want to think that i want i want to go back to the time of feeling like oh this is awesome i'm playing like on stage and blah 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 because like You know, I don't want to get to the... You know, let's just say that this isn't the last time we're going to play a a festival like that. Yeah. Or this isn't... That's not going to be the smallest show we ever play. Or that'll be a regular thing. I don't want to get to that point and not be nervous or excited. Or, you know...
0: It's having no nerves. Obviously, there are certain shows where, like, I just don't get really nervous about because it's just a show, you know? But I think... Anytime I step on stage, there's just like a little feeling, you know, there's just that little feeling. And the feeling is like, I want to I want to I care, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's what nerves are. It's like nobody's nervous if they don't care. Yeah. So when you're not nervous, it's either like, well, maybe this is just like something you've done a thousand times and you're used to it. Right. But also maybe it's just like you don't care and you need to reconnect. Your right. R- right. I don't know. Recommit.
1: Well yeah, but 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 that's what I mean. Like there was, you know, we've talked about this before too where it's like there are a lot of shows and and obviously you and I have the really unique um advantage but also just like um we're we're we we know more what goes on between the two of us off stage than most people who see us on stage obviously cuz we're we're right. together. But there is like that there have been a few shows where one of us is just like not there and but yeah. then on stage people are like man you guys look like you're, you're yeah. whatever and then there's this weird thing of like that's cool you're you're like celebrating my ability to be a good performer and I've entertained you and I appreciate that but you're also just like like I'm acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, which I well, guess it, I guess in a sense is like all performance in general is acting. Well, you guys look like you had a lot of fun. It's like, oh, I'm glad you think that we had a lot of fun because we got in a huge fucking fight right <laughs> before. that. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or, or or whatever.
0: Well, I'm sure like on some degree, like that's just what it is. We all have to act. Any musician like you're g- and, you know, roping it back around to Taylor Swift I've gone to her shows before, and she'll do this, like, dramatic thing and, like, look like she's getting choked up in a song or, like, just look like she's so emotionally
2: feeling every word
0: that she's saying, and I'm like, well, that's the act. Like, she... She wrote that song when she was sixteen in her bedroom, and that's the story. Right. That's the image. Right, and this is the. You act. can't honestly
1: tell me that every single night at every arena, she's like where oh. she she gets choked up every time. No, right.
0: and like that's like the that Michael Jackson like
1: fake cry when
0: he's in the middle of the singing. Yeah, like that. Yeah. It, it's it's it, there's no way, but right, that's right. the act. It's all pro wrestling. Taylor Swift is just pro wrestling. You can hate it if you want, but that's just how it is. Like. It's...
1: I don't subscribe to that Well,
0: in a lot of... And I don't disagree with what you're
1: saying. I just... I don't want to connect those two together. <laughs>
0: um, pop, like, a lot of ideas... Like, in a lot of ways, the pop musician is, like, it's pro wrestling. You're putting off this, like, character. It's... We've painted this picture of this character, of this artist, like, of who, like, Lady Gaga is or who Taylor Swift is. And, like, I think on some... In some level, like, they need the character to protect yeah. their sanity, I think a lot of them do. It makes sense. I would feel that well, way. Well, it also
1: explains a lot about, like, why there are so many musicians who, like, fucking heroin overdose. Yeah. Because it's, like, you... Like, you, you don't have that passion anymore, and so you just do you drugs to, you or, con-
0: <laughs> you know... You see certain artists where they continually have to make it new and exciting, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing, like the certain pop artists that I'm into that are on their like ninth album I I like them because they've continued to do something new every time and make it exciting every time and capture the audience's attention because they're like and now we're in this phase and like all the aesthetic is different and the visuals and the style is a little different and like you know I feel like From the outside, it looks like they're keeping it exciting for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And for the people that don't do that and they make the same shit and they do the same shit for 20 years, like those, I think, are the people that lose their minds. Yeah. You have to have some way of like having this character, having this world that you build for yourself. This is why I like the pro wrestling metaphor. I mean, and for me, too, it's like nobody knows who I am but like when we get on in a fight before a show or whatever like when i g- step on stage like obviously i am myself but it's a character like it's a pers- there's a stage persona i am this i am this uh caricature of myself right yeah and everything's dramatized i am acting out every song you know every song is like i have to see as like a different episode in a tv show yeah. and i'm acting out the scene and if I'm not that, if I d- am not this caricature of myself, if I don't have this kind of stage persona, then Belle getting on stage is the same Belle that just, you know, got bad news from a friend or, like, got in a fight with her boyfriend r- right before, on the way to the show or whatever. Right, right. You know, there has to be some level of, like, this is my separate world.
1: Right, and, uh, and well, I mean, you notice it, too, with, like, people that like really hit that high level that then have like a breakdown. Yeah. And then like that breakdown most likely is probably just like an, a literal identity crisis. Yeah. Cuz it's like you've spent so much of your time portraying yourself as this other person that you actually lose all sense of yourself.
0: Yeah. No, like and obviously that's like another thing that you see sorry that you see pop artists do a lot. And like f- one example because this is an artist that I think is completely, and I don't want to be an asshole, but I think is completely, like, lost touch with any form of, like, feelings and passion and, like, none of it feels genuine. So, Katy Perry. <laughs> when Katy Perry released her last album, she, like, did this whole thing of, like, I'm trying to find myself again. I'm trying to find who is like, Catherine, what's her name, versus Katy Perry, because it's, like, not her real name, and so she did this thing where she had this, like, she stayed in this house for three days, but there were cameras in every room, and it was live streaming her basically, like, living for three days, and, like, her fans just, like, watched her have, like, voice lessons and, like, go to therapy and, like, cook with, like, have, like, famous friends yeah, over to cook. Yeah, see, that's fucking and weird. And it's, like, that's fucking weird. And and it's, like, from her perspective, she was, like, I'm going to do this raw, stripped-down thing to try to find myself because fame is killing me. But you're literally making it a fame, like, spectacle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you're literally broadcasting to the whole world, so isn't that, like, defeating the purpose of finding yourself. See, look, when I am,
1: I am getting better, I'm improving. You can watch me do it. Like, See? watch how
0: normal I am, yeah, yeah. and like, you're having Ellen over to like bake brownies with you, right, and, right. And then you go to therapy, and like, it's all broadcasted, and like, yeah. you know, it's, it's
1: almost kind of more evidence that what was happening wasn't actually authentic. Yeah. Beca- it's, it's,
0: and it's sad to, m- it's for me, it's like sad to watch because I'm like, oh, you, you're like, painting this picture for yourself that like, you're going to take time to see find yourself where it's like, I don't actually believe that what you were doing is you finding yourself and being healthy. I do kind of believe Taylor Swift when she releases an album and doesn't do any press or any interviews because she's like, needs to like be away from the limelight. Cause she got like smushed by Hollywood. It's like, I uh, I believe that a lot more when people are like, I'm going to go away for a while and I'm just going to put an album out and I'm just going to be quiet because yeah. I can't deal with this as opposed to just like i'm going to put a camera in every room in my house and you guys can watch me how how good and normal i am and how i'm getting better at finding yeah. myself but
1: again like in that same in that same thing you were saying like we don't really kn- we don't really know what was going on no, inside her head. and maybe just in her maybe she thought that was her trying to be as publicly authentic as she could which i don't agree with but you know we don't really know and going back to what i was saying before like i don't i don't want to i want to make sure that it's like very clear that i'm not like Singling anyone out, or I'm not like talking shit about anyone, or whatever. And it's not, and it's, here's another thing uh, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> uh oh. There are so many times where people are legitimately not authentic with their actual opinions and their perspectives on things because they're still trying to placate to the fragile egos of middle aged white overweight, like, egomaniacal, small-time dudes who they need to get some kind of, like, uh, fucking positive nod Mm -hmm. to maintain their own career, that it's real hard for... for It's like, so I'm saying all that to be like, there are times where I hear people be like, well, I don't really want to talk talk trash on anyone or this, and I don't want to come across that I'm, like, negative or that I'm complaining or whatever, but you really are only saying that so that you can still be, so that you can still look good. You actually really do think that so-and-so is a piece of shit, or that so-and-so, the way they do business is not the way that you think is appropriate or x y and z but you have to say it in such a way so that if this person happens to hear or find out that you said something that you also have that well i'm not i don't want to like whatever i just and and it isn't really that you give a shit at all about that other person it's that you don't want that person's to 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 get wind of what you said and it affect your career and it has fucking nothing to do like so anyways i'm saying i'm saying that to say me going, <laughs> well, I don't want to talk shit about anybody is actually me being genuine when I say that I don't want to talk about shit anybody. Because I don't really give a shit about what other people think about yeah. my, my opinions about it. I'm saying all that in a really long-winded way of going back to my initial thing that I was talking about. Like, I don't think that any of the musicians I played with were shitty. And I don't, like, I understand the game and I understand the work and the yeah creative uh aspect of things and like it's totally cool for there to be musicians or or people that occupy the same sort of creative avenue that just like don't uh it, it, your flavor is not the kind of flavor yeah. that they do yeah and so i want to make sure that that's like clear and that's about my opinions of of the musicians that i was talking about right um i gave that long-winded explanation to be like i don't care about what you think about my opinions Which is why when I say
0: I'm not trying to
1: I'm not trying to blow smoke up anyone's ass or whatever, it's authentic because like me complaining is just me complaining about my own experience, not necessarily anyone else. If you want to write songs about politics and they really touch people's hearts and that's like where your heart is, you go ahead and do that. I don't have to listen to it and I don't have to think that it's cool. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it sucks. It's just Well and that's (laughs) the
0: thing is I wish that we could all accept that we don't like we don't we're not all going to like each other's music. And I wish that we could all accept that. Right. Because that's just how it is. But like in this like in the music industry from like the from what I'm picking up so far, it's like everybody has to pretend that they like everybody and they like what everybody is doing. Because you have to
1: be supportive, and you have to rally behind the culture and this like yeah. team and X, Y, and Z.
0: Because you, but it's all just because you want to be accepted into the clan so that you can get somewhere, right? And and it feels like if you don't, and most then of the you're time gonna be outcast,
1: right? And and then and then most of the people that get accepted into the clan so that they can get somewhere never go anywhere because then they're trapped in their fucking bubble right. of of their their fucking clan and they play the same festivals every year and they hang out with the same people every year and they talk about the same political bullshit every year and they spout off the same whatever every year and they never fucking go anywhere And it but they're but you know, good for them though. They they get a real nice high bar every time the local radio station wants to promote their new single or they want to fucking be on the next independent magazine article that fifty people who still read magazines are are (laughs) reading. Like, you know, like the fucking radio doesn't even matter anymore. But and it's like this whole thing where everybody like placates to each other's egos to to hope that someone will someone will like them so that they can stay inside of the clan and then they live and die in fucking Kansas City and they never go anywhere yeah. because all they're trying to garner is the affection and the approval of all the people in their fucking little clan. And I think
0: in. that like I think that probably goes for most cities within music. Scene. And I'm hoping
1: that that's just not my bitterness like coming out on but
0: everything. But I I don't okay I agree with what you're saying but I don't think it's just specific to Kansas City. Like I think people do this can do this anywhere where they just get locked into their bubble and they think that their bubble is the world you know and they think that their scene is like everything and so they have to be impressive to everyone and they have to be liked by everyone and then they get stuck in their clan and they never go anywhere like i think that that is universally uh probably relatable and i think i'm just just from picking up on like watching people bands and like people from outside of Casey. Like I I don't know. I think it's just kind of human nature. Right. In a way.
1: Yeah. So again, I'm just r- I'm I'm ranting and I'm I, r- I rant so hard I get ahead of myself of you and like what my fucking point is. But like I I'm trying to f- find this balance of like the line between burnout like like I, I've I'm feeling burnt out. But I'm not feeling burnt out where I wanna give up. Well, I'm not feeling burnt out where I'm where I wanna burn bridges. I'm feeling I'm feeling discouraged, I guess. That's yeah. a nice yeah. you know. Where it's just like why keep doing it? Yeah. But the motivator behind that thought is because like nothing's happened. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a failure. Like uh, I should quit this because I'm I'm a failure. Yeah. It it. But it's also like, like I just feel like I've been beating my head against the wall for so long that every once in a while it's just it should be okay to fucking complain about it. Yeah. And like just be yeah. like you know and not have to play this fucking game of like oh no what if so and so here's what I said. Yeah. And then now no, they're never gonna that. book me to play another. 20 person show where I'll get four dollars after my <laughs> 30 minute drive home, yeah. you know, like, like, but but it's there's just like so much inauthenticity. Is that inauthenticity? I, th- I think that's Sh- true.
0: I think so, sure. Um,
1: that I see, and you know, this is like I'm sure everybody it, it's like a it's like a, a, a this unspoken understanding that musicians. When they hang out with each other and they're alone, they can all collectively share the same grievances. Yes. They can all collectively sit around and talk about the same fucking bullshit that they all have to deal with. But as soon as they gotta be in a situation where where their opinions about the fucking bullshit that they have Are to deal with be heard. might yeah, might be heard. They, they have to then completely cover up their opinions on the fucking bullshit and they got to play the game and they got to feed into the same endless cycle of of egos so that they can elevate themselves into their fucking profession. And then you've got a plethora of people that are just being weinstein all the time. Yeah. That That like, that's just, they just think that's how it's supposed to be.
0: Right. And those are the people that, yeah. but
1: but yeah but it's like that that's what i mean like and that's what's frustrating and i didn't intend for this to be a segue but that's why like your show is so interesting to me that you're doing your podcast because of it's your you kind of like are getting to the the like real stuff with like the musicians that you talk to yeah and it's like fucking awesome yeah that's yeah i was going somewhere and then i lost my train of thought but like
0: and i think the thing is like with my podcast is i even catch myself being like oh i'm uh, defeating the purpose of this in this conversation right now like i even catch myself being like oh i'm playing the game and it's so unintentional where you're like oh are we are we doing the same thing and then i have episodes where it's like yes everybody's being like super open and like honest about how they feel about songwriting and about the like networking bullshit and about the industry and all this stuff and then there are times where I'm like I can tell both of us people that me and my guest or whatever are like fighting against the oh should I say this or like not even being connected to our genuine feelings because I think it's so easy to right. just unintentionally right. fall into the networking bullshit. But I don't want my podcast to be a place for networking, even though it kind of ends up being that because it's, like, on social media, so we're sharing it. So, like, that's kind of networking. But I don't want it to be a place for, like, the bullshitting, like, network shit.
1: Right. And, but, but it's even, like, the other thing, too, is, like, I don't like that people think that if they are who they are that it's going to negatively affect their creative like their pursuit of their creative whatever.
0: Yeah, cuz the whole point is Like well, I don't
1: want to talk about that on the air even though this is what I really believe. Yeah. because then the then it might offend some of my fans. Yeah. It's like, well, if your fans who knew who you really were and they would still come to your show, those are the fans that you wouldn't... Aren't those the fans that you would want at your show every time? Exactly. Because they actually fucking like, actually you like a- you?
0: Don't you actually want an audience that's there for you? Yeah, but and I not there because
1: you spout some kind of shit that you don't even believe?
0: I think that's the live, scary or thing. Or live or live out? Yeah. I think that's a scary thing is like artists just want people to care so bad that they will...
1: They're willing to sacrifice their own They're willing to just,
0: like, not be themselves, which isn't the whole, like... Isn't music just, like, an embodiment of, like, who you are? Like, when I write a song, like, that's, that's, like, the melodies are coming from a place of how I feel, and the lyrics are, like, me telling this story, whatever. Like, isn't it, like, all completely just supposed to be, like, an embodiment of, like, who you are? But then you're going to present yourself to everyone as, like just whatever they want
2: yeah whatever you know? they want yeah
0: and then when does it get to the point where then you're just writing songs about whatever they want and yeah. it's like not even coming from anywhere yeah. or you have other people anymore. writing
1: songs for you because you don't even have the grid to write and you the don't things that are like yeah what you don't the even fucking know what producers you want you to yeah. want to market you as or whatever
0: because they're not gonna want to sell you if you're not relate if you're not like writing what everybody right, wants to right. hear so they have to just do it for you. Well, and th-
1: and that's the thing. That's like the thing for me. Like there are there are guests that you've had on your show. I mean, full disclosure. Fuck it. Like I would never listen to their music, mm-hmm. and that's just because that's not, just not my not f- that mo not my flavor. But I I listen to their music after they're on your show because I like the person. Exactly. And then it's like you have an understanding of. You have an understanding of the perspective that they're coming from, with the way that they creatively express, and then you have a real appreciation for what they're doing, and then you actually right. grow to like the music right. because you actually like hear the authenticity behind it, and it's like, like that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, like that's and and that, I think that's why there's like some music that it, like I just can't get into, but namely most most pop music, because they fucking live stream their therapy sessions yeah. or, be, or because they, you know, like, and uh, not just to bury her, but like just in general, it's, you know, they just like, it's all like, you don't even write your own shit. Like you, like, some th- of them do. well, yeah, some of them do. Some of them do, you know, I kn- I mean, I, I, you know, I know you're thinking that I'm going to throw Gaga under the bus, which I'm definitely not. I think Gaga's is actually a rock star as much yeah. as people say that she's a pop star. She's a, you know, I don't even yeah. classify her as pop music, but like, you know, like, pop artists that don't write their own shit. Yeah. Like, I like, and you just, like, see their, like, fucking photographs, and it's just, like, this porcelain doll face that you can tell. It's just like a, it's like a rotting, re- it's like a refrigerator full of rotting meat that you painted with a fresh coat of paint on the outside so it looks like a brand-new refrigerator, but there's, like, it's just nothing I- is in there. Yeah. And it, you know... Like I, and so, like your podcast is like the artist that you bring on, you know it's like, oh, I've never heard of them, or I don't really like the kind of music that they play because I have my own stereotypes, and I some you know, I yeah. lump up people into different subgenres that they really aren't, or x, y, z, yeah. and then you like listen to them, talk, and it's like, oh, I kind of resonate with what they're saying, and they share the same frustrations and struggles, and perspectives on the fucking music industry or the creative whatever and I relate to that I'm going to check out their music and yeah. then be like oh I didn't think that I liked this kind of music but now that I understand what the artist is like where they're coming from and I know them as a person like now I like it and now I right, would go right, see them right. play a show and and blah 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 and you know and yeah. like, like I I that's how it's supposed to be in my opinion like that's you yeah. know yeah. having an um, having an appreciation for other people's creative expression, but it's because you know that it's. I guess that's what I mean is, I'm a fan of genuine creative expression yeah. in whatever form that is, even if I don't necessarily understand it. If I know that it's like a genuine, legitimate creative way to express, like I'm a hundred percent all the way in. I yeah. think that's why. I mean that that reflects itself a lot in the fact that like I'm a fan of just extremes. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, all the way on, all the way off, all the way up, all the way down, yeah. all the way hot, all the way cold, whatever it is. Like, I'm I'm like a fan of of that because it's just like unbridled, unfettered, real like expression. And there's just so much of it, so much of that not, there's so little of that that I observe doing this music thing for as long as I have that it gets discouraging when you see people that literally look and sound exactly like Led Zeppelin that are now opening for <laughs> Metallica and their kids. Uh. And they're literally, th- it's just like, you are manufacturing and producing. Just something
0: that you know the people want.
1: Something that you know people want. And props to you, you your success, you did it, you, you found a cheat and, and whatever. Yeah. But like, I'll never be able to enjoy that. Because you, it, like, even if that's like, it, and and then to go, <laughs> I'm trying to. I mean, obviously, we, we know who I'm talking about. Yes, but then to but we then talked
0: th- about it on the first episode oh of yeah, my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then
1: to, but then to, be interviewed and say, "Oh, we never listened." Like Zeppelin's not really one of the bands that's like it, it influences us. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like you clearly like. Like, are you fucking lying? Like, are you you're just lying. Because there's
2: no fucking way. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um But and so but then but then you have like that. And like they make money, people people pay to see them. Um, and so they get to be the ones to open for Metallica. Or they get to be the ones to X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And and because it's just they're the next uh cattle on the assembly line that some other person can can make a, a, a profit off of.
0: And nothing about it is real. And nothing like, about it is real. And, and, and where are we going musically? Like, where are we going with that? Like, if there's nothing new coming out, are we just going to end up becoming just, like, a dead industry? Like, if you think about it, we're all inspired by the ten bands that have inspired us the most. Like, that's what our music is. Like, our... Whatever we make is just, like, the recipe. Every ingredient in our music recipe cookie is just, like, all the bands that we like. And so, yeah, you could say that I sound like this person and this person and this person and this person. But when my recipe has, like, way too much flour in it, it's like, this isn't good. This isn't enjoyable, you know. And then, like, what happens when that just, like, continues to break down so it's, like, everyone's emulating the same two or, or, artists or, or, or until, or your until everything is, is just soulless. Your recipe
1: is just is uh, word for word exactly the same recipe as the original right, chocolate cake. Right, and it's like we've had Led that Zeppelin. before. Why the fuck do I want to eat your chocolate cake yeah. when I can just eat this chocolate? That was there before. And
0: yeah, and so then some other kid is going to emulate... This other person, and then like after a while, we're just gonna mush together the same three things people want to hear until I remember we're just nothing.
1: I, I, I listened to it. Uh, it was a a podcast with s- with someone a while ago, um, and they were talking about Kiss the band, mm-hmm. and how when disco on the when disco was starting to take off, Kiss as a band. Made a business decision that they were going to steer the direction of their own music to actually being more disco inspired, yeah. So that they could stay marketable, mm-hmm. and it failed for them miserably because disco failed, yeah. And obviously, Kiss came came back, and they're still yeah. playing music, yeah. and they're still entertainers, and, X, y, and Z, or whatever. But I remember that like gave me such a fucking dis. Like I had such a bad taste in my mouth when I when I learned that because it was like oh like you guys are really just in this for the business, yeah, yeah. because like you, like you're you you're actually changing your whole product design, yeah, so yeah. that you can re- retain relevancy as a business, and it has less to do now with your musical. You know, it's like, like, that's yeah. the very definition of a, of selling out. Like, that's what that means when people Definitely. sell, like, you know, Metallica makes the Black Album and everyone says that they sold out, even more so, like, in Load and Reload when they all cut their hair and everything else. Yeah. But it was like, but it's that same thing of, like, you sold out, you changed how you sound because of a marketability standpoint, because right. you wanted to make more money, which the good comparison of, like... Metallica Black versus Kiss in their fucking disco phase is like they, Kiss made a conscious decision to actually change the, the formula of the band in order to uh, in order to profit more. Yeah. Versus Metallica just were tired of playing only thrash and wanted to play the other kinds of music that they all already right, listened to. Right, that's totally, I mean you know?
0: and I, I remember hearing like the story with Blondie when they they kind of like uh, hit a point where they evolved a little bit Sorry, was I being gross?
1: No, I just I can't. I have headphones on and you don't, and I don't. And I just I don't know how loud you're coming through.
0: I'm watching our sound waves. (coughs) See, this is what I always do whenever we record, and I think you're like way too loud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I Um, eat the
1: microphone always, and and you don't, so it's it's hard for me to tell if like you're not loud enough. But I'm also like sucking the microphone's dick right now.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I remember hearing like blondie tell the story of when they hit a certain point of kind of like evolving with their music and it was when disco was like really becoming a thing and they were like oh there's some kind of cool stuff happening in disco i don't want to be disco but what if we like blend it into what we're doing right now and it was really weird And, like, I listen to it now, and I'm like, this is some weird-ass shit, because it's, like, not disco, but it still has this punk thing that they were doing. Right, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the guitar player's, like, telling the story, and he's like, yeah, we released, I think it was Parallel Lines, and some like disco dude came up to me and was like your disco album sucks and he was like yeah. perfect that's yeah. exactly I, that's exactly what I want to hear yeah, yeah like yeah. i don't want to hear that like oh blondie's new disco album blah, 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 blowing blah, up blah. the roller the roller like
1: skating <laughs> arenas everywhere
0: but it's like oh they kind of blended this weird genre in with the weird genre they were already in to make yeah. something that's actually new that's going to actually inspire people from you know after them instead of just like oh disco's cool that makes money so let's make disco
1: right and and like you know i'm not i'm not saying that like artists can't change i mean hell when we started out when we started out as a band i was full bore ready to just straight up be a a full blown 80s synth pop yeah like that was kind of where we where the feeling was and six months ago you know, I would have been a straight-up electro synthwave band. And, like, yeah. and it's, you know, and, you know, recently it's pushed more to, like, you know, let's just be the next fucking Ozzy Osbourne, you know, Alice in Chains, you mm-hmm. know, Master of Puppets or whatever. Like, you know, it, like, it, but, uh, again, all of those are things that we all already like and were inspired by, and it's, like, influenced the direction, of yeah. uh, you know, and and... Us as a band, things have definitely progressed kind of more into like rock as opposed to just straight up pop. Yeah. And but the elements of that are still in there and like you're allowed to change. My point Yeah, my yeah, point yeah, yeah. of all of that is making a conscious business decision for the mm-hmm. sake of your business to completely change the direction. Of your of your musical style solely for the reason of so that you can sell more tickets to people that may or may not have been fans of you before or are after to capitalize on some kind of cultural trend. Yeah. And then but somehow try to stay true to yourself like that's not I mean there's a reason why you can break down music into eras. 70s rock sounds like 70s rock. 80s rock sounds like 80s rock. 90s rock sounds like 90s rock, because that's where everyone was going. But like you, you, like having a 90s rock band try to like having a having a modern day rock and roll band try to sound exactly like a 70s rock band mm-hmm. and say that that 70s rock sp- rock band is not who you're blatantly stealing from and ripping off. Yeah, is like soulless, lifeless. Like yeah.
0: there's Yeah. And nothing, that's why you know. we end up sitting here having the conversation of like what's the point? Like I'm tired of going into venues and like pretending and oh yeah. and networking and putting on a face and all of that shit. But at the same time it's like there is some level of that that makes sense because when we walk into a, a venue, in some sense we're going to work. We're going to our jobs and like in some sense, you have you have to have some kind of professionalism. Yeah. But there's a line between going in and being friendly and professional, and being just like a fake, soulless piece of right, shit. Right. 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 You know. Right. And it's hard because, and this is something that's like kind of come up on my podcast quite a bit lately. Is, you know, how do you, how do you find the line between like being professional and then being a soulless piece of shit when like. Going to work is going to a bar. It's just a weird job. It's like, I'm going to a bar, and, like, there's a promoter, and, like, I'm the entertainment. Yeah. But And so, like, I'm supposed to entertain, and I'm supposed to please, but, like, how do I not just feel, like, empty and like what is what are the lines like yeah. r- what are the lines here what are the rules we don't have an hr department we don't know how we're supposed to act right right <laughs> like, but
1: it, it's all, it's just like the the scummy sort of like like i'm going to be which it's it's funny cuz i mean this is i know how to play this game and this is yeah. i I, I, th- I feel like i feel qualified in saying what i'm about to say because i am guilty of this like yeah i am going to develop a relationship with you random person in my in my metaphor not like you but Mm -hmm. like a random person like I am going to develop a relationship with you because I know that there are things that you can offer to me in my career or in my whatever that are going to elevate me to get to get what I want and like I understand that in from a business standpoint to some degree but like don't jerk off don't try to jerk off my ego Mm. or or like don't expect me to respect you if i see that like you don't actually give a shit about the person that you're trying to develop a relationship mm-hmm. with like why are you like why are you expending so much of your energy trying to get this person to like you so that they'll p- book you onto this other show where you might garner a couple more fans but it's not because you play music that it's not because like you haven't found your audience that is going to come and see you. But instead of like getting better and finding your audience, you're going to, you're going to stroke the ego of some white middle-aged overweight promoter and hope that he throws you a bone to play in this other show.
0: Like just show up and do your job, like show up on time don't be.
1: See now we're going back to that uh, to the other thing that I was just saying. It's like work hard, show up, and then no, no, one no, 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 day. <laughs> no, that's
0: not, no, Listen to what I'm saying because that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, show up. Don't be an asshole. You don't have to be a fucking unicorn, but like, don't be an asshole. Like, get yourself loaded on. Do sound check. Get your shit out of the way for the other band so it's not in their goddamn way. Yeah, yeah, be yeah. Be professional, but you don't have to fucking go like. Th- there, you don't have to go to the bands and promoters and whatever and just bullshit them. Right, right. Like, t- there's there's the line. It's like, yeah, be professional, go do your job, and if you do that and you're good at it, like, maybe people will see it. Right. When <laughs> that was like even
1: the thing at the, the show I, I played the other night, it was like, we didn't go on until 10.30. I work a day job, begrudgingly, yeah. and... Load in and sound check for the show that I was playing at ten thirty was at six o'clock. And the first band went on at I think seven thirty. Yeah. And I went I went, Well, there's literally no physical way that I can actually get there on time. Because one, the promoting and the um uh, the communication with the other bands was so bad, we didn't find out until two days before what time Loden even was. So so it's not like I could have taken off work and like left yeah. early or X, Y, and Z. And so it was like, all right, I'm going to get there as soon as I can, which is going to be driving home from work, taking a shower, loading up all of my gear, having a panic attack about what I'm going to wear for 15 minutes, and then getting in the car and driving 30 minutes up north to to get here in time for the show. And I went, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not gonna get there until eight thirty or nine o'clock.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh then I felt bad because I went, Well, if I was the first band then
0: you look like the asshole. Well, no, but no, it was but yeah, but because it, it wasn't communicating. But it with
1: wasn't you. but it wasn't a I don't want to look like an asshole. It because I don't fucking care. It was a if I were in the first band and I knew that I was opening the show, it would really suck to know that the other bands like that understand what it's like to have to play a show in front of the other bands and their girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that would suck. And so I busted my ass to get down there as soon as I can. And that's this isn't me being like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. so good. It's just like, like, I did that for them. Yeah. Not, you know, like I would have loved to have stayed home for an extra hour, had dinner with you, spent some time together, loaded up my shit, and then, and then rolled in, loaded in, and played the show. But I, but like I know what it feels like to be that that other band that the other bands don't don't show up for. Yeah. Now and and yeah. again, like I understand, like you know, because I don't want to be like if you're a touring act and you've been, you this is your third week straight on the road, yeah. sleep in your bus. Like you don't have to come and see me play. Right. Right. Like you know. Whatever, especially if you're the one selling tickets. If you're the one selling tickets to the show, people are paying to see you. You're doing me a favor by having me play for you.
2: Right, right. If you're on
1: a tour and you're not selling tickets and you're hitching up with this show uh, so that you can garner some kind of a fan base to afford your gas money to drive out here to play the show you better fucking show you better fucking yeah. watch the other bands play and be thankful because we're that at they that
0: point we're doing some a favor yeah that's a thing yeah. that's another one of the things like in the beginning of playing that we had to learn because right, right because in the beginning the same thing of like oh headlining is cool. like the first time we played with a touring band we're like whoa it's a toy band that's cool right and then you realize like oh they're literally just like me but they have the disadvantage of playing in a city where nobody knows them. Right, right, So, right. like, those people have to be smart enough to, like, interact with their fans and, like, maybe make friends with right, fans. Right. And that's, that's exhausting, I'm sure, when you're, like, you know, on tour. But, like, any any local bands who are going to play a show with you when you are just as small as them from another city, they're doing you the favor, Yeah, you know? Cause like, obviously you're not bringing in any kind of crowd. So yeah, like yeah, the yeah. band, the band that we played with, uh, Thames and, and Lawrence, like they like hung out and they like watched our set and like, we became friends and it's like, yeah. So when we're they're in St. Louis, St. Louis, not Lawrence, sorry. We played in Lawrence with them. Yeah, They're yeah, from St. Louis. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, when, when we're in St. Louis, like we'll play with them, and when they come back, what, you know, it's like you actually create like maybe a genuine like connection with somebody. Obviously, right. there is the whole fake version of that. That that felt like a real connect. Well, yeah, whatever, but, but even if it a- was... Because they actually watched our set, and right, they actually but even talked it, about it.
1: Even if it was a fake version, like, I'm I, like the, the idea is, like, you know, I would want to play a show with them, Because I feel like that they're entertaining and they probably have a good fan base. And it would be cool for us to also be entertaining and play a show with them and maybe garner the attention of some of their fans in the same way that they saw us and said, hey, they put on a pretty good show. This could be a fun show to do with them. There is there is the part of it that's like the authenticity of like, oh, yeah, we are we are friends and like y- or like we have a relationship and we're cool and we think we're cool people but it doesn't have right. to just like it can also be like a business yeah, thing it's fine. but don't expect to make some kind of business thing or to make some kind of like joint promotional thing but then not f- not like give the other person like the time of day you know yeah. it's like it's yeah. like i would be more than willing to to open a show for someone that's not necessarily a band that i would really listen to that they they are throwing us a bone and we know that they have a big following and we could actually like get something out of it and it be that be the reason
0: yeah and that's know? all good and fine it's like but like if if
1: we open a show for that band that asked us to play on their on their bill and they don't watch us play or they don't like
0: well then you know? it's like then it's like you're not doing your research in your job like it's a part of the job to make sure you know, like, the bands that you're playing with. So, like, I we've had bands come up to us after we've played and, like, yeah, we should totally play together sometime. And, like, I didn't see a single one of them in the room while we were right, playing. It's, right. like, that's bullshit. I'm not saying you have to sit through the whole fucking set and, like, right, yeah, yeah, be yeah, yeah, all yeah. whatever. But, like, there is some level of, like you know, that band, like, they didn't kiss our asses before we played with them. They were professional. They were like, All right, so we're doing whatever like these they had their shit together and then after our set they were like, That was really good. Like you guys perform really well, blah blah and like we actually like saw each other, so it's so we're doing our research. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we're like aware of the business commitment yeah. or like the the partnership that we, you want to have. And yeah. it's not just like, Oh, I know that like you could bring people I, I don't know
1: yeah no oh yeah it, it, that's I think that's that's what I'm what I'm getting at it is it's like you can't if you you know if you show up and the first thing that you notice is the amount of people that this band has drawn to the building but you didn't notice like the band yeah like, yeah man, fuck off like yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah but also too, it's like uh, I'm trying to figure out how to tie this back around to the to the show I played the other night. Like it was obvious that the promoter of the show, whoever it was, I honestly don't know, didn't really do that much research onto the bands that were on that lineup to make a to make a good show because none of the bands connected. Maybe the first two bands, you I could see the first two bands on a bill together for sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, us and then, like, the other dude, like, absolutely not. I wouldn't put us and that other dude on a bill together. Yeah. I wouldn't put us on a bill with the, the first two bands. I wouldn't put that dude on a bill with any of those bands. Like, it was, it. and then it's, like, like, who thought that? Yeah. You know, like, who who came up with that? Like, nobody sold any merch. Nobody got any fans. It was a fucking Friday night. It was a Friday night, and,
2: and,
0: and it was supposed, supposed to be, be a some festival. Yeah, that some kind of a festival. Go to like, it's like what Somebody
1: happened. dropped the ball. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> somebody dropped the ball, yeah. and and it's like, it it shouldn't like if if I'm thrown on a bill, and it's being put on by a promotion company or a promoter, their job is to promote. Yeah. They that that's what their job is.
0: Obviously, bands are supposed to like be like, "Hey, this is where we're playing." Well, yeah, of like, course. But, of course. But but, but, yeah. but if you
1: are going to if you are going to to give me a handout of here you go, kid, here's your opportunity, mm-hmm. but you're making a cut off of the sales and you're not fucking doing anything? Yeah. Like you can bet your ass that if that if if a cut of the sales of a show that I promote is going to come directly to me, I'm going to work a little bit harder to get more people to go to the show yeah. because I directly get a financial incentive for doing it. Yeah. But if you're going to put on a show and be like, here you go, kid, here's your chance, or fucking whatever, and it's my responsibility to be the one to have to, to, to bring the, the fans to see my band, And you still get a cut of the door? Like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Like, you're literally making a cut off of the work that all these other, like, job-having, own car-driving, no roadies loading in their shit, staying for five fucking hours at a show to see all the other bands so that we can all support each other. Like, you're making money off of that? Fuck you. Yeah. Sorry. I know you're like trying to watch what you say you're <laughs> right
0: now. No, no. I I I'm I th- I'm not necessarily watching what I have to say. I just uh I don't know. I agree with you on some level. I think it's f- I, this whole thing is a fucking vomit fest of like what I don't even know what the right calls are, but like I agree with everything that you're saying for sure. And I'm not necessarily watching what I'm saying. I'm just like, yep, yeah, you're right. It is how it is. We just play shows and we feel like there's no point of doing it. And right. Then, but then it's like <laughs> we go, we go a few weeks without playing a show and we're like depressed as fuck. We well, yeah. Well, it. I mean, <laughs> and,
1: and to me, that's that's kind of like I think that's a positive because like, oh, okay, I still really want to do this. Because I go two and a half weeks without playing a show and I get bummed the fuck out and all I'm thinking about is how I want to play a show. Yeah, that, yeah. That's great news to me. Because that means that, okay, there actually is still a part of me that loves playing music. Yeah. And I just, and I need to do it. And if I go too long without doing it, like I get sad.
0: And on- honestly, you know? I think there is, from watching you, from observing, I think there's a part of you that still loves doing podcasts. Like after, I mean, our last one with Adam we hadn't done one in a long time. And you were like, what's the point? He's not going to come. And then like, I just texted him, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) It's like, after that, you, you had the little spark, you know, like after you play a show or whatever, where you're like, ah, that like glow. Like you had that. And like, even when we like took a break on this, and this is just us like being like fucking whatever, you know, let's record one. But like, even then I could tell that you, you were having a little bit of a, like getting the glow back of like, oh, I actually enjoyed doing this, you know, on in some way. Yeah. But, you well, know. Well, thanks. <laughs> it hey, it's
1: hold that thought because I, I, like, really have to pee and I've been holding it for a while. Okay, I'm going to get a drink, okay. too.
0: Okay, we're back now.
1: Anyways, I don't know how to not make this sound like that I'm, like, a the stereotypical could it woulda shoulda almost made it musician but didn't mm-hmm. make a musician who's now bitching about how they didn't get what they wanted blah 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 because like I I understand what that is and and what that sounds like and how, how that could like, come across but like nobody actually fucking talks about how shitty it is mm-hmm. and it's okay to talk about how sometimes it's shitty and and but keep doing it Like you know, it's okay. It's okay to be like this. Fucking sometimes really is sucks and it's hard, and like nobody, everybody wants to just like put fucking blinders on and butterflies and whatever and say that it's just like great and and whatever.
0: Yeah, like if we want to. So earlier on in the conversation, you were saying like, yeah. So like people can end up in jobs or in relationships where they're just they, they're like, well, it'll change, it'll get better and they keep going and whatever and like you know, almost drawing the comparison to this feeling of music to like the abusive relationship <laughs> that yeah. you can't stay away from. yeah but I only feel like it really is the abusive relationship when you're not honest about it because if you think yeah. about it in life, Everybody deals with this, I think. I mean, even people who, like, want to be fucking doctors, and it's like, yes, if you want to be a doctor, you go to school for this amount of years, and then you do this, and it's, like, way more, obviously way more difficult than being a musician. Yeah. But the path is makes more sense. Even those people who, like, have a clear path, it's like, well, I'm sure there's that, like, what is the point of this, like... Am I even going to like succeed in this or am I just going to have wasted all this time and money on it? Yeah. You know? And so I think the place where it becomes the abusive relationship is where you can't actually be honest about it. You know, we can, we can sit here and be honest about how shitty this was, but like 30 minutes ago before we started the podcast, I was like finishing up a song and I was all excited about it. Right. Yeah. Well, equally at the same time being frustrated that, like, you know, I can't just go to a fancy studio and record it right now right, and like right. get it put right. out f- by some label that's gonna promote me and whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, and and like going. I guess that's kind of like going back to the, to the podcast thing f- for me. And and obviously th- these are two separate things. I feel like I mean maybe this is what this is, but I mean obviously this whole conversation is pretty much just like me complaining, I guess. But it's like I like I think. I think there's a little bit of similarities between the two things with the podcast and the and the the music stuff to some degree. Um but I think the bigger difference really between the two is like the podcast is so personal to me that I don't really have anyone else to blame except for myself for that one. Mm-hmm. Like there isn't there isn't like a oh the man's holding me down yeah. from Talking in front of a microphone by myself and putting it on the internet, and that's it, and I can do it whenever I want, like no one's holding me back from doing that, yeah, so there's yeah. there's definitely like something else that's like going on, and I think part of it is 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 the the need for some kind of uh um. I want to say justification but that's not really the totally the correct way of saying it. Um, like reward or purpose. Yeah, I guess like a yeah, like a like a point to it. Yeah. And then that that's the thing is like I mean everybody everybody does podcasts now. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. But everybody's in a band. Everybody yeah. thinks there's a com- everybody thinks they're a comedian. Everybody is, you know, yeah. like everybody is everything. So like I can't like how many fucking singer songwriters do we know? Yeah. that are really just, like, stay-at-home moms <laughs> and, yeah. like, don't actually, you know... no, Like, no offense to anyone, but, like, that's just, you know, how yeah. many how many people sell flat tummy tea on Instagram? <laughs> how many people are in multi-level marketing things? How many people are, you know, like, you name it. Like, everybody, everybody's everything. Yeah. And so, like...
0: It would be so much easier if there were less podcasters out there because then you would feel like there was less... To compete with, or there was less of a standard, or it was less saturated, and you would be able to get out there more because if there weren't so many, then you could get more attention. But at the same time, I could
1: say the same thing about the band.
0: Yeah, I could too, for sure.
1: And so, like for me, like I can't think of it as like a. Um. I, I think it's more of I somewhere along the line I lost the direction of what i wanted out of the show yeah and it became a it's i put too much pressure on it and it stopped being a fun thing that i did and it started being a a thing that i have to do for some reason that i can't Yeah. You know, put my finger on. And then that's kind of when it started to sort of like stop being once a month or once. It it started being like once every other month. or I mean, there was there was like one time there was like three months I didn't do it at all. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I like I like the idea of the podcast being like, oh, we don't know when another episode's coming out. Mm hmm. But also, like, from a quote-unquote, like, business standpoint, it's like, well, if you don't have consistency, then how are you supposed to get subscribers? And then how are you supposed to eventually, hopefully, like, monetize and all that bullshit? All that bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and so, and and, you know, I like that it was sporadic. I like that it was, like, a whatever... And then I, you know, but also, like, you get all in your head and you're like, why am I dumb enough to think that, like, I'm interesting enough to, like, l- ha- like listen to? Like, you know how many thousands of people just, like, stick a fucking microphone in front of their face and talk about nothing and are like, I'm a YouTuber and, like, like no one gives a shit. And then, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. So, like, somewhere along the way, I feel like, like, the actual what I wanted out of the show got lost and then it what stopped. What
0: was it that you wanted?
1: Uh I mean I don't know the <laughs> this whole episode of sitting around and complaining was great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but but you know like when I first initially started the show the whole premise behind the show was supposed to be that normal people are equally just as interesting as everyone else mm-hmm. and that everyone actually has has unique insight and observation onto something, whatever that is. Yeah. And the only real way to actually like get to the root of how someone feels is through casual conversation and in depth, casual, com- no strings, no agenda conversation. Yeah. Um. And, and that uh, everyone is actually interesting and mm-hmm. like how much fucking more well rounded we would probably all be if we just spent more time like listening to what other people had to say, just like in yeah. general. And so that was like the whole premise of mine. Like the but what do I know? Cause it's just like I'm just a fucking dude. Like yeah, or yeah. I'm just a fucking chick or I'm just a fucking whatever. Like like I what do I I mean I'm just like a person. This is just what I think about whatever. This mm-hmm. is just how I think the world works. Yeah. Or whatever. And that being kind of like the the what the whole show it's just like conversations with normal people that you get to just listen to and better i don't know educate or you know asmr yourself yeah to to just like listen to normal people talk about stuff but then it just turned into like somehow that was lost and i think part of that was lost just because i i realized that meant that 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 like I put too much pressure on myself to always have people on or things to talk about.
0: Like you just overthought it too much. Yeah,
1: like yeah, and then it was just like, Oh, you know, I can't I can't have this person back on the show again because it would be self indulgent and like what then it like I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like I got way too in my head about trying to like define what it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And then instead of it just being like Two people or three or four or five in some cases just, like, having a conversation about whatever. Yeah. It just became a chore. Yeah. Like, well, I, I, just, I don't want to text that person and ask them if they want to do it and fucking it doesn't matter and blah, blah, blah. Or like, no one cares or why am I even doing this? Like, what's the point? Meanwhile, I'm, like, starving inside.
0: Because you actually needed it.
1: Well, yeah. And then, and then even that feels like, well, maybe I'm only doing the podcast for me. What it's if like
0: that is it? What if you're doing it? What if, like, literally every other person on the planet, you do what you it's do. It's, like, literally,
1: like, what everyone does for everything. Like,
0: yeah. you do the thing that you do because it satisfies who you are as a person. What if it is just because of you? Yeah, right, because right. Because literally that's what it is. Like, Wait, and I, and, and why I don't does anyone do anything? I, and
1: I'm not saying that that's a, that's a wrong Mindset to have, going back to what we were talking about before, it's just it would be nice to get to the point in my life to where something that I actually enjoy doing is the thing that I do. Yeah. And it not be that I have to waste away so much of time and energy of my life doing something for someone else so so that I can have. I can afford to have a small little modicum of time to be able to do the thing that I that I actually enjoy. Here's
0: what I'm curious about. So you say that the podcast became something that you had to do and it became like a Yeah, and it was only a, a pressure I put on myself, yeah. Right. So how do you know that that's not what would happen if it was your job? Like if it was your job, would do you think you would fall into the same pit of like well this is what i have to do and it's a responsibility instead of just like me going and doing it on a whim
1: yeah probably i think i think uh yes there's definitely a lot of truth to that um you know it kind of goes back to like just like you have to do things for the love of it first
0: yeah and, r- and you are at a place where you're battling to even do it for the love of it. Yeah. Because you're getting so in your head about it that, like, you have to start by just doing it because you love it. And that's yeah. how I something think, turns into it anything. And then it becomes a career and you have days where you don't want to go to work, even if you know it's something that you want to do. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think that's just with anything. It's like there's shows. It's a hard it's, it's an easy job, but it's still a job. You know. Yeah. Uh, if it's a fun job, just
0: like there are shows where, you know, there's there's been days where it's like oh, I'm so tired, I don't want to leave to go to the show. But like you get on stage and you get in it, it's like fun, whatever. And then there see are that's what's that's what's and different. then there are times where we have shows where there's two people there and nobody could hear themselves and it was shitty as fuck and like so and so was an asshole, or whatever. And like that was just a fucking bad day at work.
1: See that's what that's what's different is. I, any, there there has never been a show that we have done that I have said I would have preferred to go to work. Even if the show was.
0: I'm trying to actually think about if that's true or not. Well, there,
1: there have been shows and one in particular that you probably know which one I'm talking about (laughs) where I complained the entire time.
0: The second we walked into the building. But
1: I would rather have done that show than go to work yeah for sure yeah I would have rather have done that show with with my friends in a band playing music than go to my go to my day job yeah like I a hundred percent would and if I were doing the podcast in such a way where it let's say it was a job but it was a job where I had a steady influx of people that just wanted to be on and talk. And somehow I was motivated enough to make that happen.
0: (laughs) Well, here's the thing is I think there are definitely people that want to come on, but I think that you've overthought it to the point where you're not asking anyone to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that there isn't a part of it where I'm just like way in my head about it. Yeah. I mean, because you got to think like... Number of episodes aside, I have been doing this for three years. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. Um, obviously, the episodes themselves would would severely narrow that down. But I guess, like, if you were to break up the time, I mean, we're talking, like, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of hours of recording and editing yeah. and all that stuff. And... um And so there is a part of it where that adds a little bit to the discouragement, Mm
2: -hmm. of
1: like, man, just been doing this for so long, and there's been like no return. But at the same time, it's like people do shit for a long fucking time, a long, like way longer than how long I've been half-assed doing this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and it took a long time for them to, you know, for it to mean anything at all.
0: I feel like so much in the entertainment world i mean really with like comedians like any comedian you talk about they're like wow they made it after three years wow fuck them yeah right. because i like grinded for 10 years to get like any kind of success um and and i think when it comes to trying to garner a following and i hate those words (laughs) and i hate all of it like it is you know it's it is a long process mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it not only do you have to get a following, but you have to figure out what it is you're doing. Like you have to yeah. do it for long enough to get solid with it, to know what it is. Like with my podcast, I'm like, you know, I told you like, I don't want creative feedback on it yet because no, right. <laughs> I just want to figure it out. You well, know? but, but that's I, I need to figure out my shit. And like, you know, it's, I have to figure out my shit while I gain a following, and hope that like as I change and figure it out, they're gonna like it, and then maybe once I get more solidified, it's gonna be easier to draw right, people right. in because it's gonna be more well-rounded. When I
1: think that's even like the the, the 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 bigger thing that I'm envious of, like with your podcast, is like you you are, you solid you solidly know the direction of what you want the show to be about. Yeah, and so you already like have that. And, like, I I tried to give my show a direction. And then I tried to give it a different one. And then I tried to reformat it. And I tried to do whatever. And it wasn't ever the same as it actually just, like, not having one. And the, the most enjoyable... The most enjoyable episodes that I've ever had or the thing that feels the 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 most natural to me is is it being actually just to to like idiots having a conversation yeah. about Which whatever
0: in some sense that does feel like what you were doing in the beginning, like yeah, in the beginning, for sure, yeah I think that it has always carried the same theme. Like as somebody who has listened to or been a part of all of your episodes, like I, I think that it has carried the same theme, and part of that theme is you, and that's a really like that is a big compliment. Just so you know, <laughs> because yeah, that's well, you're my girlfriend though, so it is. No, you know, but no, <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because because you. Being this because you're a solid host because you are a solid character of the podcast like you know so no matter how much it sort of kind of changes like it's still carrying on the same theme which is like who you just authentically are so if in the beginning you're like, I'm going to talk to these kinds of people, it's like, and then it changes, like, I'm going to talk to these kind of people, but it's going to be a little bit more, like, relaxed, and then, like, we're just going to get drunk with a couple friends. It's like, it's all carrying the same theme because you are guiding the conversation and the episode in the same direction that you always have been.
1: Right, yeah. Cool. I (laughs) bet, I bet, I bet that, Maybe I'm just wrong, and the thing that is the most entertaining to listen to on a podcast is when people talk about a podcast on a podcast. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, we're not. We're talking about creativity and like like fucking art and
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I I think I think like I don't know. See, that's the see. Maybe this is kind of getting to the heart of it. Is like when I started trying to make this into a thing, is when it stopped being enjoyable. When before, when I was doing it, I it it, it wasn't a thing. It was a thi- It was, like, I just enjoyed it.
0: Well, okay. Explain how, what you mean, because ever since the beginning of your podcast, it has worked in the same way, which is, like, logistically on paper, you record the podcast, you edit it, and then you post the picture of you and the guest and the, like, caption of, like, this is what the episode's about. Right. And th- those three things has been like that is what you do. Right. So like what do you mean and how has it necessarily changed by quote unquote making it a thing?
1: Because because initially in my mind when I first when I first started the podcast I I mentally said I'm not going to take this too seriously and I'm just going to do it because it's something that I need to do for myself. To know if this is, like, something that I, like, I, I don't want to regret not trying it and saying that, oh, this was, like, actually something that I, you know, I should have really done that because I think it would have been, you know, that whole thing, like, fear of regret. Yeah. And so when I first started, it was way lax because I didn't have any expectations on myself. It was a, it was a, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to see where it goes. But I'm not, I'm not expecting anything out of it. Because I just I just need to do it for me, and then somewhere along the line, well, essentially i I told myself that I was gonna do ten episodes mm. and or wait, was it f- it was ten, I it, remember you yeah.
0: saying, I remember you saying if i or telling the story of like if I get to ten and it's still enjoyable, then I'll keep doing it right
1: if I get to ten and it's still enjoyable, then I'll keep doing it. The problem was in, in subconsciously or not even subconsciously like it was in my in my head i my thought was if i get to 10 and i still want to do it i'm going to try to do it legitimately mm-hmm. and in, and it no longer just became keep the same casual attitude about it that I had for the first 10, it but was try to make it a thing.
0: What does legitimately and make a thing? Well, like, mean? like,
1: like promote it on social media, like try to see if I can get it on a network, like try to mm. do a thing, like try to maybe I can uh, get to the point where I have guests on that will, like, we get like ads for things or like try to make it a profession. Mm-hmm. Is, is, and I don't even know how to say all that correctly. Just like, yeah, ma- yeah. like make it, make it no longer it be casual. Try to, take the steps to make it a it's, it's 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 the same thing with like the band where it's like yeah we're gonna play sh- i mean you know we lost a guitar player when it became more than just we're gonna play shows every once in a while when yeah. it started to go like we're gonna try to figure out how to book tours we're gonna start recording we're g- we want to write new material we want to do like do the whole thing and then like some people were like oh wait all i really wanted to do was just like play shows sometimes yeah and it got to a point in for me where even though i was saying out loud oh after 10 episodes if i still want to do it then i'll keep doing it inside it was after 10 episodes if i still want to do it i'm going to try to make it into make it legitimate or what for what whatever that means and he, and that's the thing like not even really understanding what that meant but then having that thought then started building up all of this pressure of like oh now i have to do more when i really yeah. didn't it's just that right. i you know That I just thought I did or I convinced myself that I needed to do more to make it more than what it already was.
0: And I I do think that that whole uh, vague thought of, you know, this has to be a thing or I have to make it or whatever can be really self-sabotaging. Yeah. Because when you don't actually define something and put a realistic plan ahead of you, then it's just I'm trying to quote unquote make it, and and right, it's the same right. thing as a musician. It's like, you know, I I talked to like a friend to Noelle about it like probably like six months ago where I was like, I just wanted to work, I just want well And she's like, well, what does that mean? Like, what do you want? Because you have to be able to say out loud like, what do you want being a musician to look like for you? Does that mean that like you want to be the next Taylor Swift and you want to be like just globally gigantic like you want to get on a big label does that mean that like you want to go on like a few weekend tours every year like what do you what are you looking for like do you want to do more studio stuff like do you want to work on other people's stuff do you want it to be your band like all of that stuff i'm just using that as an example like mm-hmm. when we just put this vague blanket statement of Oh, I got to make it. I got to be something like this has to become a legitimate thing. And just the legitimate thing, that vague phrase, it's kind of self-sabotaging instead of going like, okay, you know, I got through these 10 episodes. I've, you know, s- I've got a few friends that like, you know, have given me good feedback. Like I'm enjoying doing it. So like, does the next 10 episodes look like? Right, you know what is the goal for the next ten? Uh, you know, do I get an Instagram? Like e- instead of like jumping onto like, oh my god, I have to get ads and I have to get on to like. Well, no, a but but even the like
1: like even it's just like it's like oh let's just say I open an Instagram, I I do an Instagram account for the podcast. Yeah. It's like okay, cool. So now if I'm out somewhere, and I think of something to put on the podcast to put on the Instagram. Now I gotta like change which account. I It's like oh, this this funny
0: this funny
1: yeah this funny video or clip or picture. Now I have to decide which one I want to post, which account I want to post it to, and it's just like like even just that little thing is just like oh, fuck off. Like I don't want to. Even that part of it is like God, I don't want to do any of that, and but then it's, it's like okay, well then, you know that's why I've, that's why. I've Up until this point, it's just been, I'm going to talk about my next episode of my podcast on my own Instagram.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have to. Not every podcast has their own Instagram. So maybe the choice is, like, I'm promoting my podcast on my Instagram. Well, then, like, talk about it. Promote it on your Instagram. I'm not saying, like, you have to post about it every day. But it's, like, decide. I think it's about, like, deciding the direction you want to go in and actually going in it. Because, like, obviously, if we're to use the social media thing, it's, like you know not every not every podcast has an instagram sometimes it's just like the person's the person is the podcast so they promote it and they gain a following but then it's like you have to decide that that's what you're doing yeah you know yeah i think it's more of just like making the decision
1: but anyway so like that's i think that's been the 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 big thing with me is like some somewhere along the way and i don't know if i could like pinpoint it down to the uh, actual Like thing it. This whole thing Became I put too much pressure on it On a thing that That initially was a no pressure thing It was like the only no pressure thing I had Yeah And That was the appeal of it to me for so long Was the fact that it was like the only no pressure thing I had Mm -hmm. Do it when I want Do it with whoever I want Talk about whatever I want if you don't like it, don't listen. Fuck off. The dream.
0: <laughs> the yeah. dream thing.
1: Yeah. And then I wanted... Somehow it in my head it became, well, I have to do more to make this a thing, whatever that means. Yeah. And then when that started to happen, then it stopped being... It stopped being as enjoyable. And it became, mm-hmm. ooh, this would be a good episode. This would be a good thing to talk about on the next episode. So let's not talk about it <laughs> until then. <laughs> or, you know, like... Um but yeah, anyways, going going back to what you're saying, like as far as like the when when you were talking to Noel and it was like, Do you wanna make it or whatever, like what does it yeah. look like? Literally all I want, literally all I want is to just not have to work a day job.
2: Yeah. Whatever
1: whatever the thing is that I do, I just don't want to have to work a day job. That's it. That's all that's that's is that so much that
0: Like <laughs> if I was we've we've talked about yeah. it before if we, too. Like, we just if we were made just a solid what we make now yeah. but we got to do yeah. the things that we like doing yeah. it's like yeah. cool done
1: Like if the we rest could of my life. like we could Sold. live we could live on a solid 55k a year between the two of us <sighs> I mean it, it, w- hey, that's about that's close to where we are now What do you I okay. would say it doesn't matter the point is, the point is the point is <laughs> if we made close to where we are now I would, even, I would even settle for less than what we make now because the expenses that we wouldn't have to, to spend to go back and forth to work <laughs> every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Point is, like, you know, low middle class. Low middle class. Yeah. Like, for the rest of my life, and just not have to work for somebody else, like, yeah. that to me is a success. Yeah. That to me is a one hundred percent success. I've,
0: I've heard so many like comedians talk about it when the question is asked of like when do you feel like you made it when I got to quit my job. Yeah. It's not about being I don't think it's about being glamorous. I think it's about yeah. being able I mean, for some people it is. But I for me it just feels like I wanna do something that matters to me. Yeah. And not work for somebody else in a job that I don't really care about. Well
1: and th- and this is the this is the reason why like I hold you in such high regard when it comes to like, because you're like, I'm just like wasting my time or like my life, like I don't want to, I don't want to waste like the prime years of my life and blah, blah. like all the legitimate concerns that everyone has, yeah. you know. But it's like, like I don't know if I can make you understand how insanely valuable it is that at 22 years old. You already know that what you want is to do something that matters to you for the rest of your life, what and you. I'm wrong? What do you, see, but uh, yeah. What if I'm?
0: What if I wake up tomorrow and I'm like, <laughs> well,
1: yeah, n- no. But my point is, is like you're not like people when I was 22. Like people that you know that are 22 now. Like the 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 thing is well i have to do i have to do something so that i can get a good job so that i can make money so that i can buy things so that i can do
0: yeah, stuff yeah and it's really hard not to fall into that but then when you when you get all existential about it and you're like oh so i'm just going to get a job that gives me money so that i can get stuff so that i can work so that i can live so that i don't die right, like exactly. then where is any sense exactly. of fulfillment coming from right. and then like you know we even talk about it's like you know this is a whole other bunny trail but it's like i i never want to would i would never want to have a kid unless i felt like i had solidified something for myself because yeah. i would never want to fall into the like tr- easy to fall in trap of like identifying yourself with your kid
1: dude i would f- like i i don't think that i that i would survive like honestly i don't think i'd make it if my motivation for living every day was was and and that's and i don't mean this in a selfish way at all like like you know we've we've talked about this so many times before it's like i'm not against having kids yeah. i'm against bringing a kid into this world and having and them having a parent who is emotionally unavailable because he's emotionally unfulfilled yeah like like if i Quote unquote made it, which is quote unquote just not having to have a day job and just doing something that matters to me, I'd totally be okay with having a kid yeah. like it's 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 the fact of like like if I have a kid, my prime directive in life is now to keep that kid alive. if that's my prime directive in life, then I'll do anything to make that happen, which means that I will be doing I will be living an unfulfilled life of doing things that I don't enjoy, yeah. To yeah. keep and then it, it's just like all I've done is perpetuate the same fucking Psycho. cycle of kids that are that are emotionally um, neglected. Yeah, you know, because it's just like you know, dad comes home from work every day and he's tired and he has nothing, no energy or effort to give to his kid because he's been slaving away all day to keep food on the kid's table and can't actually be there for them. Or like, I mom don't.
0: Mom is like obsessively in love with you because you're. You're the only thing. Yeah, you're. That the, she yeah, has yeah. And th- and then your parents are with. just
1: vicariously. Then then you're just living vicariously through your children because you're the one slaving away now trying to live out your own life fantasies that you never got through for them. yourself. So you got to. So you got to do it through your kids to gratify all of the hard work that you've been doing for for them. It's
2: like well,
0: and that's the thing. It's like if I were to have a kid, I would want to be able to show them. I would want to by example be able to show them that it's possible to have a meaningful existence right and, and it not be because like of them yeah and and it to not be like you have to be a musician too but for them to see like oh like my mom found this thing that's really fulfilling to her and actually like made it happen and made it work so like i can i can find something that i'm passionate about and have a meaningful existence and i don't have to just like go fall into the assembly line of th- of the world <laughs> and just like yeah. live in this cycle of nothingness right. you know and
1: and so that's like just like where where i'm at now is like i can't i i uh, we should probably wrap up under this mostly cuz i'm starving how long have we been talking
0: 2 hours okay
1: yeah so that's probably good um i made I put pressure on the podcast to become something, and that's what shut me down. I think more than anything else. I think that's what shut me down. So,
0: what's the correct alternative? Uh,
1: I don't, I don't honestly know yet. But I, I think for me, it's more like I that I kind of know what happened.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. it's like I, I enjoy this. Like yeah. I want, like I could do this. Yeah. And so I can't use the excuse, Ugh. It's it's like, because even so the like excuse it. that I give about not doing it, like, like when it's like, hey, like, we should just like, do an episode. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to. The reason why is because I, the, the reason I tell myself is I don't want to because it, it, it doesn't matter. But then yeah. it's like, but the, so then it's like in my head, I've still, I've, I still have made it a thing. It Ma- doesn't matter to who, to other people. That's really what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not that it doesn't matter to me, because like my mood is already better just from doing this. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it. It's not that it doesn't matter to me. It's that it, it. It doesn't matter to. I think that it doesn't matter enough to other people, which means that once I once I twisted it in my mind to be. I'm doing this for other people is when I stopped wanting to do it, yeah. which I think is great to, th- to realize it's a that good
0: thing to realize because it's true. Because like for me and my podcast, I go, this, this doesn't matter to other people. Well, I've, I've put out eight episodes, so of course it doesn't matter to other people. <laughs> right? <yet. laughs> no one's like, even heard of it. No one's heard of it. Nobody knows about it. So like it—it's ha- called it the
1: local fraud. It's on iTunes. Thank you <laughs> should subscribe. Well, is it the local fraud it's or the local? Yeah, fraud. the local fraud. Um, it's really good. She she only talks to uh people that we meet in the, um, uh, independent music. music scene, and yeah. uh, we just talk about like she just like talks about like creative stuff. Like they talk about their influences or the albums that they're into. Things like that. And I've been on like two episodes, but usually I only come on if it's like just for funsies or whatever. So, but it's like a really good show. And it took forever to get it on iTunes, but now it's on iTunes. Now so, it's so the iTunes. six of you that subscribe to this that don't know, you should go to the local fraud on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to Bell's podcast. Oh, thanks. So, anyways,
0: yes, yeah, thank you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, basically, like what I'm trying my closing statement on that topic is like of course it doesn't matter to anyone else (laughs) like my thing doesn't matter to anyone like because it has to it has to at the core be about mattering to you Mm -hmm. because it's egotistical of us to think that the second we start something that we we're going to have hundreds of people that are going to care about it it's not going to matter to hundreds of people until you invest into it and that sucks but it's how it is
1: yeah 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 and so I think that's what happened. I think yeah. it, it became, because it's it's so weird. Because like I I feel like I'm processing this like out loud right at this very minute. Mm-hmm. But like me being like, what's the point of doing it? Well, okay, let's let's unpack that. When I say what's the point of doing that, what am I saying? Well, no one's gonna care. Okay, so you saying no one's gonna care means that you are you are in you are mentally acknowledging the fact that what's important to you is that people people care. Yeah. Which yeah. means that what's important to you isn't that you enjoy it. It's that what's important to you is that people care. It's like, "Well, no, no, no. Like what's important to me is that I enjoy it." Well, really, because when you only thought like that, you'd podcast it all the time. Yeah. And then when you stopped podcasting regularly, it was because you were more focused on whether or not people cared about it. Yeah. And it's it's like somewhere inside of me there is the there there is the real like the understanding of like Doing things to get other people to care about it fucking sucks, and I don't want to do that. And so, when that h- comes to my mind, I naturally just be like, man, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But, like, it, but like for some reason, there's, like, a, f- a block where I didn't realize that's what was happening.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, and I think it's even the same for, like, like you know, for example, and, you know... I and I think I think we've talked we talked about this on one of the episodes on your podcast or maybe I talked about it on my last episode of mine was like the uh uh like you know I've I quit one of my other bands. Yeah. And now I really only just like fill in for them sometimes like when I yeah. get paid basically but it's like you know I've I've like stepped out of one of my bands actually the one I played the show with uh right. on Friday. And uh I Hadn't been enjoying the show, the band, for a long time. Yeah. And I stuck around in it because I had convinced myself that it was going to matter. But not for me.
0: For other people.
1: Well, that it was (laughs) going to... It became a job that I convinced myself was going to be a successful job, but it wasn't actually something that I was passionate about. Yeah. And it wasn't until I, like, verbally said, Oh, I don't... I just don't want to do this anymore because I don't want to do this anymore yeah then it was like, Oh, okay, that's why I fight at rehearsal. Yeah. that's why I get angry that's why x, y, z it's actually yeah. just because I don't want to do this anymore, yep. but it was that kind of like simple thing, which is what I'm talking about now, where it's just like the simple thing of like, oh yeah i I stopped doing this for me and tried to do it for other people, and that's why I didn't want to do it yeah
0: yeah and and huh, I think that's so simple you know that kind of yeah, idea. but it's it's so simple, but it's hard to figure out, and I think. That's what, like, recently I feel like I had a depressive dip with music. And I think for me it's because I started to get too wrapped up in the whole, like, industry side of, like, the networking shit. Right. And I felt like I was losing my... I was losing the passion of everything. And I had to, like... I feel like I had to go back to the beginning of when I started songwriting and I could... uh sit in my bedroom or and and write some sad song or what like i had to get back to that feeling
1: yeah, of yeah, like yeah,
0: yeah. i'm just here writing this song and i'm not worried about what's going to happen and i'm not i'm not obsessing over like what are people going to think of this lyric or w- you know it's just like i'm sitting here and i'm making the thing cuz i love it and you have to be able to step outside of the whole yeah. people bubble yeah, yeah. in order to care about it again So there you go there it
1: is when you do stuff for other people, that's when you burn out, yeah, like with anything,
0: yeah, you have to be getting you have to be getting something from it, yeah, it's almost kind of very similar to like a codependency thing, yeah, you start to resent somebody because yeah. you've just been living for them, yeah, instead of. Considering your own needs.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Cool. We did it. We, we recorded it. a podcast.
1: We did it. There cool. you go, guys. That was probably the realest of the real. I don't know about that. That was probably the realest for me. Yeah. Talking about stuff. Yeah. Other than the last hi- hiatus where we talked about me and you sleeping together. Remember yeah, that one?
0: That was pretty real.
1: Anyways, now now we have now we're not talking about anything. So cool uh <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening everyone um yeah
0: go follow at mcbeef squeeze on instagram yeah. so that you can follow the podcast yeah
1: and also t- uh, subscribe to the local fraud on uh apple podcasts which is bell's actual formatted podcast that has like a like an actual uh uh, what's the... A format.
0: A format. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> she actually just talks to people in the local music industry, so it's pretty I have cool. an
0: Instagram, too. It's the local fraud. Yeah, so she has that. an Instagram,
1: too. She So, yeah, Bell manages three Instagram accounts now. Hers, the band's, and now her own podcast.
0: I so. also have uh, a really old Instagram from my brother uh, when he would dress up as Lady Gaga. Oh, I
1: forgot about that.
0: <laughs> so I have four on there, and it's a little good much. <laughs> okay, cool. Anyways,
1: thanks for listening, everyone. I appreciate it. And actually, I thank you if you listen, but actually I just feel good because I like, said it all out loud. So, like, fuck you if, you're not, if you didn't even listen for it. Well, you
2: couldn't hear you, but they
1: didn't listen. Oh, it's true. But, yeah, if you did listen, uh, I, thanks. I hope something you got something out of it or whatever. Uh,
2: can, we just, can you just turn it off now, please?